Good morning. It's August 11th, Thursday, day before the USDA report comes out tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, we're going to start at the very top of the market here, dealing with the macro picture uh, that is shifting into our favor again. Uh, the CPI print, the uh, inflation print came out uh, the other day below trade estimates. Market was looking for 8.7% inflation. It came in at 8.5. The PPI, the producer price uh, index, also came in uh, below expectations. Market was looking for 10.4%, and it came in at 9.8. So both inflation readings coming in below trade expectations. And that has the market shifting its view on how aggressive the Fed will need to raise rates in September. So we came out of that um, July hike uh, of 75 basis points. uh, And after that July print, the market thought uh, the Fed would have to raise 75 points again in September. That is now cooling down to just a half a point in September. We got a a very good jobs number uh, last week as well. So unemployment back down to record low uh, levels. Uh, the federal government also passed a $500 billion, uh, what they call in quotes, Inflation Reduction Act. Not exactly sure how you spend a half a billion dollars and you reduce inflation, but that's what they called it. So again, more stimulus through the economy. I think we're going to see more work being done trying to prop up this economy before the election. Uh, That lower inflation print also has the U.S. dollar rolling over, going down, uh, while at the same time crude oil is now back down around $90 a barrel, back below um, the war uh, levels before the Ukraine war. So add up all of this data, and it's very likely now that the recession that the market was worried about hitting in the fourth quarter has now been pushed out well into 2023. And it's arguably that we are in a Goldilocks economy again. Yes, we have slightly higher inflation, but we've got low, um, lower food prices, we've got lower gas prices, uh, and so, and we've got money flowing through the economy from the federal government. So we could see the stock market have a really big rally um, and, and uh, you know, get everybody excited about the economy again in a positive manner. Uh, we have the USDA report coming out tomorrow at 11. Uh, the market is expecting not much of a change in the old crop carryout for corn, beans, wheat, and cotton. They're looking for a slight adjustment lower in the corn carryout for next year. Not much of a change in the bean carryout um, and and no change in wheat and a slight drawdown in the cotton carryout. Um, Market is trying to price in a smaller crop based on the damage in West Texas. Um, Market's looking for about a one bushel yield drop in the corn production number and about a half a bushel drop in the bean yield number. Now, remember, this is a uh, survey-based uh, yield estimate only from the government. They have not walked any fields, and they're going to get uh, the combination of satellite imagery and, and some of the things that they do behind the scenes on top of interviews with farmers. So not a particularly accurate estimate, but it's what will be coming out. 
And so um, we'll have to deal with that tomorrow when they come up with that yield estimate and then they will adjust accordingly the demand side and try to probably neutralize any effect on any yield loss if that's what they come up with with the demand destruction and that's what they've done over the last several reports here. Uh, we're not going to get uh, real world uh, answers on yields until we get uh, to some of the crop uh, tours. The most popular one will be the Pro Farmer Crop Tour that starts next week where they'll send uh, an army of um, people throughout the uh, upper Midwest on a preset path. And we'll have, a you know at least from their perspective, a better sense of the yield uh, toward the end of next week. We got that uh, DTN estimate uh, that I emailed you the, uh, the link to. They use a, a lot of digital analysis. They use satellite imagery. Um, heat maps, uh, planting dates, and just a lot of um, you know uh, digital forms of yield, and they came in way below the government estimate, shockingly low. Uh, you know the government again is coming in at 177 on corn. They came in at 167. Uh, government's coming in at 51 and a half on beans. They came in at 48. Point six. So, you know, if, if they're anywhere near accurate, of course, these balance sheets blow up and we go much, much higher. It would, The numbers were so low that the market, you know, I think for the most part, completely dismissed that report. Now, what's going on in the real world? Uh, in the grain markets, spreads continue to show uh, by blowing back out on soybeans. The September-November spread is now making record high levels as well. Uh, corn went from a carry from the September to the December back to inverted, which is extremely rare for this time of year, almost hardly ever happens, and it's really only happens when you're essentially out of old crop corn. So, of course, I remain skeptical of the USDA estimates. I think they're horribly wrong, and you know whether they admit that or not doesn't really matter to me anymore. The cash market is sending that signal very clearly. Uh, basis levels continue to be uh, all over the place uh, in in uh, tight areas. Southern Minnesota farmer we work with up there sold his spot corn at 175 over, delivered the ethanol plant for central uh, southern Minnesota. So, you know, again, more cash market signals that we are out of old crop corn. Um, the weather continues to do what it's done all year long. It's cooking the western corn belt. Uh, very hot, very dry conditions, and it's uh, pretty ideal Illinois East for the most part. But the one overriding variable is that that's been consistent all summer is pretty oppressive heat. And we're not going to know what kind of damage this extreme heat has done to the crop until we get to harvest. You know, the combination of late planting and, and high heat all year long, Again, it, it's not going to let me put a lot of trust in private analyst estimates or USDA estimates until we get real-world harvest data. We're starting to see some of that come in in the Delta, where corn yields, uh, due to the heat, are off roughly 10% on corn, and that's probably a, a light number early on. The EU crop, uh, the European corn crop, is basically completely burnt up and is expected to be some 10 to 15 million metric tons below current USDA estimates. That's about 400 to 600 million bushels. This really puts the USDA in a corner because global stocks to use ratios are already up against record low levels, and so now they have to take it down another 10 to 15 million metric tons. They're not going to do it in this report all at once. They're going to probably scale into it. 
but it's putting more and more pressure on the global balance sheet for corn, especially even with the Ukraine uh, corridor opening up and some corn shipping out. It's not enough to offset these massive losses in Europe. And so, you know, this, this problem global of, of global corn availability and global wheat availability continues to roll forward. And in fact, it's only getting worse. It could really get bad is if, if the U.S. confirms a yield hit of their own uh, on the corn crop, which we just won't get for at least another 60 days until we get deeper into U.S. harvest data. Managed money, the speculators, blew out of their positions uh, here over the last 30 to 60 days. Um, They were concerned about a recession, decided to get out of their commodity positions, convinced we were going into a recession. And now, in hindsight, that appears to be a a massive mistake because uh, commodity inflation uh, supply sides are still very, very tight. And the recession does not look... uh, like it's going to hit anytime soon. So in conclusion here, the macro picture has switched from bearish um, and, and high inflation and a recession to now actually bullish. Uh, we've got a, a cooling inflation number. We've got big stimulus coming from the government. We've got the dollar rolling over. Um, and, and now you know, the market's gone from what I consider a very oversold condition to now more neutral and actually bullish. The rest of the world uh, continues to be bullish, uh, the real world, with yield losses now piling up uh, globally. We talked about the EU. There are also some stories coming out of China that they too have lost a lot of their corn crop. And so the fundamental balance sheets continue to be tight and actually get tighter. Uh, Managed money uh, has flipped from being ultra bearish influence on the market to more neutral. While they're not selling so aggressively into this market, they're still not buying it. They're still not, I don't think, going to flip to the long side yet. Seasonally, they tend not to do that until the fall when we get into harvest. Now, it is possible that if the uh, economy starts to roar again, they do uh, engage back in the commodity markets. They can do that at any time. But historically, they don't re-engage the grain markets until the fall. Um, so we, you know, they're by them stepping aside, the cash market has been allowed to reassert itself here and, and trade more fundamentally bullish data. That's why we've seen this pretty big bounce. It's given us the opportunity to do some light marketing on soybeans like we did around that 1470 area. For, co- uh, for cotton, we are bouncing back to that dollar three level. We're there right now as I'm recording this. You know, giving uh, some of you an opportunity to do some light selling. I wouldn't get too excited here, uh, but I still am shooting for the target closer to a dollar fifteen on cotton. I think that's where the real balance sheet is going to take cotton. For corn, we're still waiting for that opportunity to get December corn to six fifty, September corn closer to six sixty, where we're going to sell another ten twenty percent, get to that fifty to sixty percent sold level buy those December uh, $6 puts for 20 cents, and then we're going to stand aside. So the ideal situation here is that we're 50 to 60% sold across the board physically going into harvest. Um, We're still sitting on a powder keg as far as I'm concerned on balance sheets. 
And if the yield losses uh, that I suspect are out there in the United States confirm, we could very quickly go back and retest the all-time highs on December corn back to that 750, 760 area. We could easily get back to $16 November beans, and we could easily get back to $1.30 cotton and wheat back to 11 maybe even $12. Now, this is not going to happen anytime soon. This will be a process, and it's probably not going to happen until we confirm United States yields, which we don't do until we get into that September, October, maybe even November time frame. But the stage is set. A lot of the narratives have flipped from ultra bearish now to neutral to bullish across the board, and that should help favor the grain complex on our behalf. I will come up with a new balance sheet video this weekend once I get through the USDA report. That's it for now. Have a wonderful day. These are my opinions, not those of ADM or ADMIS. Talk to you soon.